Welcome to the Changing Construction podcast brought to you by Mail Manager, the overnight solution to a business's email headache. Uh, my name is Jacob Wardrop, and uh, thanks to all our listeners for joining us today. Really excited to welcome Fred Mills from the B1M onto the podcast to talk about changing the perception of construction. Fred, uh, hello. Can you just sort of introduce who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be a part of this. Um, I'm Fred Mills. I'm co-founder and MD of the B1M uh, with the world's largest and most subscribed to video platform for construction. Uh, we've got about 13 million people watching each month, just over a million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I think something like 200 million views cross platform now. So it's, uh, it's, it's going well. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there'll be lots of people. There'll be lots of people, um, both in in and outside construction, who have come across for content. I know, so I know many of my team, uh, you know, uh, noticed it before they before they joined joined the company. I mean, what made you set up the platform in, in the first place? Just uh, out of interest. Well, I think I mean, I used to, I used to work in construction. I used to work for a, uh, a main contractor or you know, general contractor, as they call them in the US. Um, and I, <laughs> I guess. I just realized the industry was very, very misunderstood. You know, I think a lot of people still see construction as white men laying bricks on muddy construction sites in the rain. And it is that in areas, unfortunately, still. But actually, it's also people making decisions that shape all of our lives, that shape the homes we wake up in, our hospitals, our schools, our transport infrastructure, our cities. It's people using the latest cutting-edge technology. It's buildings and, and, and assets that have a a positive or negative effect on climate change and massive global issues. And for me, I really, I really saw the industry as being, as being quite misunderstood. You know, when, when I told people I worked in construction, they said, Oh, well, you know, it looks like you're quite broad shouldered. You must be good at laying bricks. I imagine I was just sort of like, well, <laughs> you know, you've completely misunderstood what, what construction is uh, or, or you know, the, the, the broader nature of it. So I think knowing that, but then also knowing that there were these, social media networks who were really celebrating video and, and placing video related content video posts above all other types of content in the algorithms because they you know video is a very good way of getting people to spend a longer period of time on a social network which is ultimately what they want knowing that the social media networks were putting video to the fore we kind of put the two things together you know we took this amazing industry that is incredibly visual that had to be seen to be believed that's very underserved uh, in in outbound and, and media rich media and we took social networks, put the two together, and that's how the B1M was born. So we create our own, with our own in-house team, we create uh, original new, new video content each week. We publish videos every Wednesday. We've done that for the last five years now. And we distribute that across you know, all the major social networks and our website and our email campaign, um, really to, to, well, to a very large audience. It's not just construction industry related. It's also the mainstream now as well. I think that's, that's the big thing we wanted to do. I think... There's a lot of there are a lot of very good industry publications that are are for construction specialists or they're for engineers or they're you know the slightly stuffy publications that are for architects. Um, no one's really taking this industry and presenting it in a way that is easy to understand and consume and relatable to the masses. I think often we talk about the process of construction and then the the boring side. You know, the, I find the ability for people in this industry to make what they do sound boring is is remarkable really what we've tried to do is is put it in a way that is understandable by by anyone not just those in the, in, in the industry but those outside the industry as well so we've given construction its place in the world you know we've made people understand 
how these projects, how these developments, how these skyscrapers, these cities, these innovations all play into shaping the world we live in. Um, I think that's what's owning us, the, the audience that we've got. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. I encourage anyone to go and look at um, the B1M on, on YouTube uh, because there's a really good mix of kind of actionable content, but then really showing off the sort of the, the really cool stuff which which construction does. And I think you're, I think you're right. So we're going to talk about change of a perception. And I suppose um, we've had previous guests talk about how the construction, you know, when you're young is something for the naughty kids at school. And I think, uh, as you say, the perception of kind of, you know, white guys just laying bricks on site does does need to change. Just before doing that, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to ask you about video, actually, because um, it's a it's a platform which obviously is massively used across other sectors. Probably. I don't know if it's, it's, it's used that much in construction or if it's just not done very well, because I think it's something which is quite easy to, to get wrong as well. And I just wondered kind of your opinion really of how video is used as a you know as a form of marketing in in the in construction yeah completely. I mean, it's, it's not really um it's we, we do a lot of time lapse and there's some very good firms some very large and very professional firms who do some excellent time lapse films of construction projects and there are architects who you know release cgi videos of impressive buildings uh, and there are some people doing uh, doing video in a very corporate way but it is it is difficult i mean that this is a I think I need to be honest for anyone out there that's thinking of uh, of doing the same thing. It is, it's, it's bloody hard work. Um, you have to, it, it's quite expensive. It's quite time consuming and you have to have quite a lot of faith. You know, our, our business model is one where because we have got so many million people watching now, we can monetize it through brands, products and services that you know want to be uh, featured or, or included in the, the editorial content in some way. So it's, it's, it's working for us now, but it takes quite a lot of faith and quite a lot of time and quite a lot of patience. You have to invest a lot of hard work and a lot of money over an extended period of time uh, in the hope that it's going to pay off. And I, I say from my perspective, I, you know, I used to work in, in, in the construction sector. Um, I think I had quite a good reputation. I had people who uh, you know, respected me. I had uh, some very senior clients who, who respected me. And when you, when you say... I'm going to quit my job and go off and start a YouTube channel. You, you get a lot of people saying to you, why, what are you doing? Yeah. You need dread tested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it's, it's never going to work. Um, and that, that was quite hard. I think that's, there was definitely a period of time where I was thinking, you know, is, is this ever going to work? Are we going to get anywhere? But I think now it was, it's a completely different story. It's really taken off and it's, uh, it's, it's, we're struggling to keep up with it, if anything. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's really, really encouraging. I think, um, and I think it obviously taps into the fact that people don't really, don't really read much news now and that just how we consume content has, um, how we consume content has changed massively. Um, we talk about on the podcast we talk about change a lot and i think um you know whether it's digital diversity you know a range of different things but i think one of the things which the construction industry does do is it kind of talks at people who are already in it and we approached this subject on um, (laughs) diversity for example how you know there's a lot of content designed at you know women who have already made it into into construction rather than trying to persuade people to join it and i just wondered what your what your take on that was yeah, I mean, I have some quite quite passionate views in this area. Um, okay, let's hear them, yeah. <laughs> my, 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 I may regret this. I may uh, end up with no friends at all after this. I, I think we are very good at talking internally 
I don't think we really understand what makes people connect and uh, engage with something properly. You know, I think groups, initiatives, PowerPoint presentations with loads of text and no images, uh, careers websites, you know, the, the idea that young people are going to go and navigate to a careers website is is laughable. <laughs> you know, we need to look at, as you say, how people consume media, how people engage with stuff. And these days it is, I'm sorry to say, social media. It's, it's, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's TikTok. It's, it's those platforms that, that people use. And whether it's, whether it's uh, people from different race, whether it's uh, male or female, whether it's young or old, increasingly in today's world, people want to add social value through the work that they do. So if they can see an industry that is cool, that's exciting, that's glorified, that has a positive impact on shaping the world for the better, that people will respect you in, that's the kind of job they're going to want to be in and be a part of. I think at the minute, we've made it an obscure thing on a website somewhere, you can be an engineer, you can be something else. But also, I, you know, I don't think we've done a very good job of casting a view of the industry, uh, casting a view of the industry that we want to be, to be frank. You know, I think, um, and when you, know, you talk about changing construction, I don't think we do a lot of change in construction. I think we take people who have you know, had very fant- you know, fantastic careers, who are very, very knowledgeable you know, experts in their field, and we elevate them to leaders of the industry in the hope that you know, after spending 20, 30 years in the industry, they're the ones that are going to change it for the better. Um, you know, when I look at the Construction Leadership Council, it, it's a fantastic group of people. You know, undoubtedly, those people are phenomenal achievers in our industry. They've, they've done great things for this sector and indeed this country. But when you have a Construction Leadership Council of 13 people and two of them are women, all of them are white, none of them are young, that doesn't you know that that doesn't speak to the kind of diverse industry with young talent coming into it that I think we want to be frankly I think it's and a lot of the career stuff that goes on in construction is it's akin to having a group of adults sitting around the table deciding how best to put on a party for teenagers that's going to be really cool that they're really going to want to come to you know it doesn't take an expert to go well hang on guys you probably need someone you probably need a few teenagers around the table as well helping you inform that decision so I just think there's a lot of good intentions in construction, but we we are massively behind the curve in terms of how we communicate, not just internally, but uh, externally to the rest of the world as well. And I think when it comes to you know wanting more diversity, whether it's race or gender, wanting more young people, we need to walk the walk with, with the right people in the right positions, not just talk the talk. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, uh, you know, if I contrast the example you mentioned around the CLC's leadership um, committee to a team, um, then I think, do you think that goes to the core of sort of how how we assess and how we promote people internally? Because in technology, for example, it wouldn't be uncommon to have a, you know, a head or a director of a department who's, you know, maybe only been only been doing doing the job for two years but obviously people there believe that that person's you know more capable than than those who have been in been doing that job for 10 20 years whereas i i can't imagine you know that there's many construction businesses you know construction businesses and people who have who have made those sorts of leap in that sort of time no completely i mean i'm i'm, I'm all for you know, people with, with the right experience, uh, with the right background, uh, with the right skill sets being 
being moved into those positions. Of course, you know, that's, that's mm. absolutely right. I don't think we should go for a, you know, a position of, of quotas and, and just kind of no. people there for the sake of who they are. Um, completely not. But I think bringing in ex- external expertise is often a good thing. And I also think there's the danger of my, I think my business studies uh, teacher back at school, this is going back like 15, 20 years, said uh, people get, some people can get promoted to their highest level of incompetence. Basically means that you, you can take someone who's a, who's a fantastic engineer, but if you mm-hmm. elevate them into a manager or a director position, that you know, they, they may have earned it, they may have been an en- a fantastic engineer for 20 years, but if they're not necessarily that good at the actual other position they're going into, that can be quite a dangerous thing. So yeah, I think it's about the right talent and the right skill sets going into those those jobs. But equally, I think if we really want the kind of industry that I think we want, which is lots of young talent coming in, good race diversity, good gender diversity, we need to show that those people have a place in this industry in a variety of roles, including leadership. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I think from my point of view, the whole kind of bide your time concept is one which is sort of dying in other industries. And it's, it's becoming yeah. a much more of an assessment of, well, how capable is that person to lead that team or do that job? Whereas I think in yeah. in construction, it's probably still pretty pretty evident. In terms of, I suppose, how we communicate at the moment i mean the, the overriding thing from what you're saying is it is that we don't really give people a reason to join or or get interested in in construction and uh, you know it's it's all a bit dull at the moment i mean do you think that do you think that there's there's too much focus internally at the moment in terms of you know do you think we just as an industry we we sort of we're a bit too inward in our thinking yeah i think we're very good at talking to each other and um, marketing to each other um which is which is natural and i think it's not until you think about it, but we do have, if you look at the construction media landscape, you know, we have architectural publications that are very much geared to architects and we have construction publications that are very much geared to contractors and, and the construction sector. Same with engineering, same with the other specialisms. And you can understand that because, uh, you know, those publications want to have a certain audience and a certain demographic for ad sales and all the rest of it. But we don't have anything that takes this industry and puts it into a mainstream consumable format which is what we're trying to do with the the b1m and i'll let obviously other people be the judge of whether or not we've done that successfully yeah we're always always learning and looking to improve what we do but i think there's definitely a lot of as you say we're very good at talking to each other internally we're not very good at taking what we do and talking about it externally i think we think we're good at putting a good perception out of construction uh, you know whether it's through you know great initiatives like the construction uh, sorry considerate constructor scheme uh or you know some of the the different careers websites and careers initiatives but you know actually it's a very very competitive market out there and i think the rics talk about a war for talent and it is absolutely a war for talent and when i see people in this industry say you know conflated or or slightly diluted statements like oh construction is a pretty important industry it's not as important as food or or medicine obviously or you just think you know, what are you doing <laughs> stand up and have some passion behind have some belief in the industry that you're doing you know i i, I appreciate other industries that are important i know it's a bit of a controversial area but construction is a huge enabler and i think most of our world wouldn't really be able to operate or function without this sector um i think there's there's a there's a way of communicating as well that i think we need to adapt and pick up on i think what we've done with b1m is we take 
well, we, we try to take amazing stories and amazing projects with amazing visuals, with all the social media algorithm science that we, we breed into it as well. But we really craft stories. You know, people connect with, they remember, they engage with stories. And if you talk about the jeopardy that a project team have faced, what real people have been through every day, if you talk about what that project means for the world, its impact on society, millions if not billions of people, in some circumstances, rather than just the, the building process and, and you know the, the concrete aggregate ratio and all that kind of stuff. That, that's how you engage and connect with people. I watched a presentation last year from a guy who's working on the, the Grand Paris Express. You know, it's, it's one of Europe's largest infrastructure projects. And he spoke for 45 minutes with a PowerPoint presentation that was just black and white text on a, on a background. And he just read the bullet points out 45 minutes with no pictures. I'm just like, you know, you are working on one of the world's coolest projects. You're building a massive tunnel under Paris that's going to transform journey times. <laughs> you know, what, what, what are we doing? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a battle we kind of fight every day. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, it's really interesting. I think it also, I think it also goes to the, the core of some of the, I mean, you've already referred to the, the kind of skills shortage issue, uh, which, you know, which was really high up on the agenda before the, before the, pan- before the pandemic and obviously we'll, we'll return to that. But I also think it goes back to um, another issue which is really pressing at the moment, which is value. Um, and we talk about value-based procurement and trying to discourage, you know, race to the bottom and that sort of thing. But I think people don't understand the social impact and, and true social value of the industry. Um, and I, what you're talking about is really, I suppose, how we should communicate that and believe in it a bit, a, a bit more. We've talked about some of the examples of this not being done. I'd just be interested from your point of view in terms of how you think we should communicate with different generations, particularly because I think it's a it's a fight for talent, but it's also a fight for attention. Completely, I think people uh, people don't think about the value of construction at all. They don't see it as a value thing. They see it as a cost and a disruption and a, and a pain in the back to be quite honest because it's it inevitably involves some kind of noise some kinds of disruption probably more money than you thought probably more time than you thought in many instances and i think most people see it as a as a frustration as, a, as an annoying process you have to go through to get something out of the other end that was reasonably close to what you might have wanted to start with so i think there isn't there is an entrenched view of this industry and this process amongst the global human population uh, which takes a, a while to shift i think that's you know coming to your point that's that's what we've been trying to do is really communicate how these projects fit in in the broader society what they mean for society the impact that they will have on millions of people whether that is connecting two continents with a bridge you know slashing journey times whether it's transforming a city district whether it's a new form of you know, renewable technology that's going to have a huge impact on on the climate you know, there's there's all different ways of of talking about this i think it does vary by generation you know there are and that's why we are cross-platform you know there's a very different demographic of people who follow and engage with our content on linkedin and our website as compared to our instagram and our uh, facebook page so it is about uh, adapting content and then talking in different ways to different people that's definitely part of the equation but I think a big part of this and a big thing of what we're doing is really showing this industry for what it is and the impact that it has on broader society. We don't do that in construction. We talk about 
we talk about the process we talk about the the function of construction but we don't talk about the the longer term impact of it you know we don't talk about the hoover dam generating power for the entire southwest of america enabling development of the entire southwest of the country you know we don't talk about major projects having the impact they do whether that's energy projects or or infrastructure or, or huge new buildings i think getting that out there and making that part of the mainstream news conversation is critical yeah and it sounds i mean i'm sort of breaking this down into into steps in my head i think because there'll be some people who'll just think yeah you know definitely we need to get on board with social social media and that sort of thing but and construction is still probably lagging a bit there but i think from what you're saying is it kind of starts with having a bit more belief and being a bit more excited about what we do and then when communicating that communicating it in the context of a sort of wider impact of a project uh, and what it really delivers and how it changes someone's life rather than just you know we delivered this this job and we've all seen the case studies on time to budget and that sort of thing yeah i think it's very easy i think a lot of companies nowadays will go oh yeah we'll do some social media we'll get somebody in their spare yeah. time, pop some stuff on twitter or instagram and you can't think of it that way you know social media is a great medium but that's all it is and these days more than ever you you have to be real passionate and genuine and if you if you're doing stuff that you are passionate about that you believe in that will shine through and that will connect and resonate with people people want want that, that genuine genuine personalities and and genuine stories and sentiment more than ever now so there's a real art and skill to it it isn't just you know getting somebody in the corner of the office to pop out some tweets every now and then it's <laughs> which, which is what we do in this industry yeah <laughs> yeah um okay and then i mean have you seen can you see examples of this being done being done well either either inside you know construct construction or out, outside of that in terms of in terms of kind of i suppose co- companies or, or any positive examples really obviously outside of the platform yeah completely i mean there's there are some fantastic stories out there and it's um i've been very privileged to get to you know travel to all different parts of the world uh, and and see and understand those and then have to have had the privilege of being able to share them on our on our platform has been fantastic um i think there are some it's often the larger firms now that have brought in external expertise are getting better at how they present themselves and the, the way they talk about what they do and the impact that it has completely some of it is to do with uh, attracting investors or reassuring shareholders or that kind of stuff but i think we are, we are it, it is getting better i think we've got a long way to go what i often find is amazing people doing amazing things buried away inside big companies and we're almost kind of we're almost kind of exposing them in a way not, not in a not in a kind of a sensational way but in a oh, way I know what you mean. You know, yeah come and look at this awesome story yeah now for what i think there's uh, from my point of view i think there's other industries which have done it well and tech tech is a really good example of that because um joining it and you just know there's a well there's a plethora of content whether it's on linkedin or in the news about the fact that you can join the industry it's growing it's thriving it's good you know it can be good fun you can maintain a good work-life balance and that sort of that sort of that sort of thing as well but i think whenever anyone reads or learns anything about technology you know whatever age you are you just sort of know it's it's progressive and there's a lot of there's a lot of role models out there who are using content so for me myself as a as a sales director you know there's just a there's a whole bunch of people who i follow for you know to get actionable insight and uh, just uh, 
I think that's probably, from my point of view, I think that's probably where we sort of need to get to because I do think, as you say, it's it's kind of people attract people ultimately. Completely, and I think young young people in particular want want to be those people, and mm. I say that in a way that you know, I, I think there's a, a natural perception. We go, oh yeah, young people, they all want to be pop stars and celebrities. They all want to be the next Kim Kardashian, all the rest of it. But that's not true. When I say they want to be those people, they want to be people who are shaping the world, who are crafting a difference on this planet, who are positively shaping the direction of society and adding social value. Mm. And in my opinion, there is no industry that does that more than construction. You know, from the homes that people wake up in that have a huge impact on how they feel, on their outlook, how they're going to go about their day, to the transport infrastructure they use, to the schools and hospitals they depend on, to the places where they work, to how we travel, to how we distribute food and goods, this industry is absolutely critical to everything we do on this planet. It has a huge impact on climate change, which is a massive global issue at the moment. And, you know, at the same time, we have this young generation who want to add social value more than ever. Now is the absolute critical time to take this industry, to show its impact, to show the value it can add to our whole world, and to put that on engaging social media platforms that people really see and really connect with. Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really important point. And I think that you could, we could do another podcast on the perception of the younger generation, really, because I think that's mixed, shall we say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the, the whole kind of sort of snowflake kind of um, phrase is thrown, thrown around. It's, I mean, I run a team of about 20 to 25 guys who are kind of in that, in that age bracket, if you like. And I think the overriding thing which I get is kind of 10, 20 years ago, we were all really driven and upset and, and you know motivated massively by money. Whereas I think now... Um, young guys want to obviously a like you've mentioned add a, you know feel a genuine purpose and and add some real social value but also I think a lot of them just want to be stimulated which is kind of probably not what we do but through so particularly through some of the videos and showing off some of the cooler stuff in construction we obviously can do it, from your point of view we've already talked about it a little bit but when people sort of first think of the value of construction i mean what, what do you think on uh, what what do you think they're, they're missing well i mean first of all i don't think people think about the value of construction no. <laughs> largely um I, I guess i said i think going back to an earlier point people think about the hassle of construction um i think when they think about they tend to think about the cost of construction frankly they think about you know how can i how can i make this as minimal cost as possible how can we how can we do this in the most cost-effective way? And I understand money is a big part of it, but we don't buy buildings or assess them on, on their life cycle. I mean, some some clients do, some intelligent clients do. You know, uh, the the big asset procurers uh, who are who are rare in their number by nature of the work they do and the the money they have and the buildings they own. But there isn't this kind of wholesale market approach to. So to kind of the whole life cycle approach, and the, the market doesn't look at it that way. We look at costs. So I think until we until we can shift that, people aren't really going to see uh, construction as adding value. They're going to see it as a, as a hassle thing. But as as I've been saying, I think the value of construction is is huge. If you look closely, it has the ability to to underpin the success of your organisation for decades. It has the ability to define your running costs for decades. Uh, it you know good assets can attract staff, students, uh, different talents work in your organisation. They can shape cities for better or worse. They can have a, you know, housing in particular can have a huge impact on the social fabric of a society or you know, even mm. whole countries. So there's, there's a lot to get, lots to get through. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, well, one of the things we sort of like to finish uh, each episode with is is some advice for for anyone listening. And I think kind of building on the theme of what you've said, I'd I'd just like to ask you sort of two questions really: advice for somebody in the industry, and then advice for somebody outside of outside <laughs> of the industry. Lovely. Um Advice for people in the industry: I'd say, don't forget what an incredible thing you're doing. I think it's very easy, and I've been there to have your head down. You know, you're in the trenches, you're working on a project. It's very easy to think about process and the challenges of your job. But I think don't forget what you're doing and the impact it's going to have on so many people afterwards for an extended period of time. I think we often forget that. And I think people being, frankly, being, being prouder and more passionate about what they do would be a, would be a really good thing. I think understanding that this industry is inherently complicated but taking away some of the points that I've been saying, you know, and understanding that this this is the most important sector in the world. It has an ability to shape our, our whole society. And I think if you can get that through to people, whether it's your, your friends, your uh, family or your children, that's a, a really important thing because you'll help them understand what you do and, and, the, and the impressive nature of it. I think people outside the industry, you know, take a closer look at construction. From, from my perspective, it's it's all these things that I've been saying. It, it, when you think about it, there's very few things you don't do that haven't been enabled in some way by a piece of built infrastructure uh, or a building. Uh, and if you look at you know the construction sector and buildings adding 40% of all global greenhouse gas emissions, there's a huge opportunity there to build a more sustainable planet, but also to build in a way that can shape better societies over over decades you know hundreds of years in some circumstances in my mind there's no better industry to work in and there's no better industry that has a a greater impact on shaping the world we live in so come work here <laughs> great well i mean it's, it's it's something we haven't talked about before you know other we've, we've covered other topics on things like personal development diversity procurement leadership strategy that, that, that sort of thing but you know it's been really genuinely interesting to to talk fred and just you know thanks very much for coming on in terms of um listeners you know i hope you've enjoyed the episode please kind of rate uh, subscribe to, to the channel we're continuously trying to bring you the you know the, the biggest and best speakers from, from from the sector so yeah on that note just thanks very much fred for coming on hey, thanks for having me it's been great sorry i got a bit passionate at the time <laughs>